1: Hi, everybody. Captain Lou here. Hey, if you're like me, you want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. While Mailer Brothers Golf has polos that look good and feel good with their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body, you will feel good and look just as good. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you. get your golf game better on a hot summer day on the golf course there's no polo that you would rather wear than mailer brothers golf signature polos mailer brothers golf has a large catalog of photos with designs for those who want a loud design or maybe more of a sleek and subtle looking design they also have fun t-shirts hats tumblers and so much more to make your golfing experience that much better hey when you're at mailerbrothers.com Make sure you use the promo code BELLYUP for 15% off your discount. That's the promo code BELLYUP for 15% off. MailerBrothers.com, your place to go for polos and making yourself look good on the golf course. And again, use the promo code BELLYUP for 15% off. That's MailerBrothers.com.
0: The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.
1: Throws it to Eckler on the screen. He's got a block to the 10, to the 5, into the end zone. High pass. Can Williams make that catch? My goodness. For a first down, Herbert with time. Now running out of time. Throws on the run, down the sideline. Caught in the end zone. Keenan Allen for the touchdown. Throws, and again it's intercepted. And that's Asante Samuel. Here's another one. Watch out. How did it feel when Derwin James absolutely powerbombed the f- out of him on national television?
0: You're listening to the Shock Therapy Podcast with Tyler Lawrence and Zach Alfers. And we're back with another episode of the Shock Therapy Podcast. I'm just going to be breaking down some uh, interior defensive linemen. Zach is not going to join me today. Uh, hopefully, we'll get him back right around the draft. Uh, looks like the draft is only. Uh, I'd say about two weeks away, so we're getting really, really close, uh, and we're going to talk about some defensive linemen. I'm going to just start off by talking a little bit about Jalen Carter. Uh, Let me go ahead and pull up Jalen Carter's highlight video while I'm talking to you guys real quick. So regardless of your thoughts on Jalen Carter's misdemeanor, reckless driving incident that he pleaded guilty to, uh, make no mistake that he's expected to be one of the top defenders coming off the board. Uh, he was a five-star recruit in high school. Uh, he, he met his lofty expectations set by his high school success, becoming a truly dominant force on the field. Uh, while Georgia won back-to-back national championships in 2021 and 2022, his impact on the football field goes way beyond his impressive stats. He's got few theres there's few defensive tackles who have the ability to drive a team's success the way that Carter does. Uh, his physical traits are his biggest strength. Uh, he's got an elite first step. He's super quick off the snap. Uh, and he invades gaps, just as plays materialize, eroding blocking schemes. Beyond his burst, Carter has elite lateral agility, which he uses to create displacement and manipulate angles off the snap. His speed up, his build-up speed generates overwhelming amounts of force on contact. He's a master of exploiting his natural leverage, which he uses as an accelerant for his physical tools. His upper body torque uh, allows him to really ruthlessly just toss blockers aside, surge it into space, and his hands carry an extraordinary amount of momentum and knockback power. As a pass rusher, uh, he's got a lot of promise, using violent extensions to punch inside the torso with force, and he complements his lateral athleticism uh, with brisk, forceful hand moves. Uh, He actively employs swims, rips, power moves, and he's just got enough ankle flexion to pinch tight angles and sustain acceleration when stunting around the apex. Carter is going to be a high effort player who draws double teams as a result of his dominant presence on the field. Uh, His potential to elevate a defense at the professional level with his traits makes him one of the most unique prospects to come out in recently, or simply put, Jalen Carter is going to be the next JJ Watt or Aaron Donald of his generation. He has the ability to win multiple defensive player of the year awards. Uh, He's a, he embodies generational talent to its truest meaning. uh, meaning. Few players come out of college as highly regarded as he has. And while there are some minor off the field issues, make no mistake that Jalen Carter is not going to wait long to hear his name called. Uh, He's a phenomenal prospect and somebody I expect to to not drop out of the top 10. I know we've seen uh, some reports that he could potentially drop. I don't think NFL teams are really taking too much stock into him having off-the-field issues. It's the first type of off-the-field issue that he's had, uh, and it only amounted to a misdemeanor. Yeah, he's young. Uh, he was racing. Uh, ended up getting a couple people killed which is terrifying. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, there's no reason to think that this is going to be a lingering issue off the field. Uh, next, I'm going to talk a little bit about Brian Breesey. Uh, so Brian Brisey fits best as a four, three defensive tackle. Uh, I've got a first round grade on him comes from Clemson. Uh, he was the number one overall recruit in the nation in 2019 And he met those expectations as well throughout his Clemson career, had a whopping 26 sacks and 66 and a half tackles for loss in two years in high school, which really just cemented his place as the most highly coveted high school recruit. Injuries have held him back from what he really could have been uh, as an absolute force in the middle of a defense when healthy. Through adversity, though, which included losing his sister to cancer this past year, And he ended up suffering a torn ACL the year prior to that. Uh, He was set to be one of the highest uh, drafted interior defensive linemen in this upcoming draft. He's got a natural ability to penetrate and crash through gaps in the offensive line with consistency. And he creates a lot of chaos in the backfield. Uh, His versatility has been demonstrated through his ability to play up and down the line at Clemson, uh, which translates really well into a penetration penetration-based scheme at the NFL level. Uh, He can line up at different techniques. Uh, We've seen him line up at the nose. We've seen him line at the three-tech. We've even seen him line up at the five-tech. However, he needs to improve his consistency with his pad level and execution to really become a universal prospect for all 32 teams. He's at his best, in my opinion, as a penetration uh, three-tech, and he's shown the versatility to play in the B-gap at the next level. Although he needs to work on uh, negotiating multiple hands and generating forward motion through his contact, he commands a lot of attention as a pass rusher. He's a really physical player. He's got a lot of potential. Natural athleticism are quickly evident. And he's also had those durability concerns with several significant injuries over three seasons. He's taken fewer than 500 snaps over the last two seasons, which isn't great. Uh, Despite these concerns, I think he's expected to take a significant uh, amount of reps early in his career, and he's going to recapture that elite talent and form that got him to be the first overall prospect uh, coming out of high school. His natural ability, versatility, makes him a really strong prospect for the NFL draft. Uh, While he's faced all this adversity in his college career, he's shown the ability to overcome it and perform at a really high level on the field. Uh, With improvements to his technique, hopefully his health, Uh, takes a better um, direction than what it has in the past. I really think that he's going to become a dominant player um, at the next level. I think he potentially could be around for the Chargers at pick uh, 21, uh, but I think mainly only because of his injury history. Uh, But if he's available at 21, I see no reason why the Chargers wouldn't want to draft him at that spot. Um, Phenomenal prospect somebody who's gaining a lot of top 10, top 15. There's a lot of, there's a really, really deep interior defensive line class. And because of that, it could lead to him dropping a little bit. And I think teams might look at the injury history and be somewhat concerned on that. But he's still a really dynamic prospect. Uh, Somebody who's got pro bowl, all pro potential. And I'm excited to see uh, where he ends up landing as this draft starts. Uh, Next, I'm going to talk about Maisie Smith, uh, nose tackle, kind of a true 3-4 nose tackle for Michigan. Uh, Has kind of a fringe first round, maybe early second round uh, type of potential. Former Michigan football player is a four-star recruit out of high school. Uh, He attended the East Kentwood High School where he earned multiple all-state honors, uh, under armor, All-American as a defensive tackle. In addition to football, Smith also qualified for the state championships in shot put and discus. He enrolled early in college after committing to the Wolverines in June 2018 over offers of places like Ohio State, Penn State. A lot of schools up in the Big 12 were really looking at him. Uh, His strengths, just exceptional power, physicality, and a well-distributed mass. I mean, we're talking about a player is 6'3", 320 pounds, and athletic at that size. He's got heavy hands that allow him to toss interior blockers aside, and he plays with outstanding contact balance, has a way of just staying on his feet and finding the ball carrier. His movements are well-paired with backfield vision. He displays impressive athletic traits. He's soft-spoken but focused and thoughtful, and he was voted team captain prior to the 2022 season, Started every single game in the past two seasons and finished with a career of zero penalties in zero games. So he's a very clean, clean player. Uh, despite his strengths, he does have some weaknesses. Uh, he's kind of an underdeveloped pass rusher, which is not what you're really looking for from a, uh interior defensive lineman, especially one that's going to be playing at the nose. Uh, he's got ordinary range to chase down plays, still learning how to get skinny and play through his gaps. Uh, He was a better pass rusher than his uh, career statistics would indicate. And the ability to push a pocket as a true nose tackle is enticing to a lot of teams looking for interior pressure. Uh, Getting pressure isn't always about uh, getting off of the block and getting to the quarterback. Sometimes uh, you're just making it sure that the quarterback has no room to really step up in the pocket. And Smith is a guy that can go and drive interior offensive linemen back into the quarterback's feet, which is a really, really important aspect of his game. Uh, Of note, there are some off-the-field issues. Um, I don't necessarily know how many teams, how much teams are going to to take it into account, but he was arrested on a gun charge in October of 2022. It was later reduced to a misdemeanor. Um, It was one of those situations where he purchased a gun legally, did not have a concealed um, permit, and was ended up arrested for that reason. Uh, his character isn't considered a red flag by a lot of NFL scouts, uh, but this incident could cause some concerns for some teams. Uh, overall, uh, he's considered to be a first fr- fringe first round pick, two year starter at Michigan was a linchpin of the at the defensive tackle position, uh, and had the ability to play multiple techniques. Though I think that he fits best as a true nose tackle. Um, likely going to be an above average run defender to start his career, has that ability as a pass rusher, still needs to redefine it, needs to land in the right, uh, situation w- with it, a good coaching staff that really like drive that home. Uh, he's got body quickness. He's got power. He was ranked number one on Bruce Feldman's freaks list and his physicality and athleticism makes him a really, really promising prospect. Next, I'm going to talk about Kalisha Kansey, uh, kind of a 3-4 uh, defensive tackle, uh, kind of an undersized guy. Uh, I've got a second-round pick on him. I know he's getting a lot of first-round hype. Uh, Miami native, left his hometown as a three-star recruit, having won multiple state titles to pursue his football at Pittsburgh. As an undersized defensive tackle, he'd fight the odds to become one of the most dynamic defensive linemen in college football. Uh, his hard work and dedication earned him several accolades, uh, was a first-team All-ACC selection in 2021, and became a consensus All-American in 2022. He was also the ACC Defensive Player of the Year uh, for his exceptional performance as a penetrating interior disruptor. He's a dominant force on defensive line, he plays with an incredible amount of urgency and physicality, he's quick and agile, and makes it really easy for him to penetrate gaps Quickly, and he makes a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage. Despite his relatively small stature, he uses his quickness and built in leverage to win on first contact, work around edges on blocks. He's kind of a pass rush demon. He's a go go gadget tool set that really allows him to get to the quarterback in multiple ways. It's really special to see him beat opponents off the snap so incredibly fast. He drew comparisons to Aaron Donald um, as which is, makes a lot of sense. He's coming from Pittsburgh. He's an undersized guy who's super, super athletic. I ran one of the fastest 40-yard dashes of any interior defensive lineman at his position ever. Uh, his undersized frame causes a lot of concerns, though, about his build, ability to perform at the next level. Uh, he lacks mass, length, weight. Uh, he's required to compete with larger linemen. It's just not going to work out for him all the time. But he has to work harder than everybody to avoid those technical lapses or physical lapses. While his unique playstyle may lend itself well to an up-the-field defense, it remains to be seen how his skills are going to translate to the NFL. Uh, he turns his undersized drawback really into a strength with his low center of gravity, great body control to gain leverage. Uh, and being a smaller guy, that ability to get down and under bigger players allows him to, to create that leverage and fill his gap responsibility in a hurry. He just wins on tenacity and effort, which makes him a really valuable asset to any team in need of skilled defensive linemen. Uh, His lack of size length might limit his ability to perform consistently at the next level. Um, Despite this, Canty's versatility and ability to penetrate gaps makes him really, really enticing for a lot of football teams. Um, He ran a four, six, seven at 281 pounds to think about that for a second. Like, a 281-pound interior defensive tackle with that that get-off, that speed to chase down plays from the backside, that's going to be really, really valuable, and that really is going to turn a lot of heads. It's going to play a major factor in whether or not he's able to overcome those size disadvantages, potentially become a first-round pick. Still, teams are really going to look at the, that size concern, and it could potentially make him run up. Uh, fall out of the first round altogether, even though statistically speaking, uh, production wise, like he is a first round type of prospect, but do NFL teams who look at measurables and and take a lot of stock in measurables, um, is that going to be a deterrent for a lot of teams? And I guess that's going to be the main question. Uh, Next, I'm going to talk about Baylor defensive tackle Siaki, Ika, I hope I said that right. He's a nose tackle. Um, I've got a second round grade on him. He's a big boy. Uh, He's a former four-star defensive tackle for East High School in Salt Lake City. Spent two years with the LSU Tigers during their 2019 College Football National Championship run before joining the Baylor Bears in 2020. His mobility at his size is really, really impressive. Makes him a really versatile defender who can penetrate gaps, eat up space in the heart of a defense. Uh, His performance in his debut with the Bears was outstanding. Earned him Big 12 defensive newcomer of the Ward, 6'3", 335 pounds. He's a big boy, and he projects as a true A-gap penetrator whose primary role is going to be anchoring down against double teams. He's athletic for his size, which is rare. Offers him a significant advantage in the NFL. Uh, He's got raw strength. He's really capable of holding his own at the point of attack, Uh, while his prototypical size allows him to occupy space. Uh, keeps linebackers clean. He has an apparent lack of functional length, I would say. He's not the the lengthiest type of player, which poses some challenges and some block deconstruction. And his positional value may yield a limited snap role at the next level. Even so, uh, he's a man made for gap control. Like that's his role at the next level. He's going to be a gap control, taking on double teams. He's got that rare size and strength, which uh, with that athleticism at 330 pounds, There's obvious value in the trenches for a player like this, needing especially one that needs to upgrade the run defense. He needs to work on his technique uh, while taking on double teams, and he needs to keep his eyes locked on the football more. Um, He had a large, large dip in production from 2021 into 2022 as a pass rusher. Primarily, he in 2021 he ended up having six sacks, uh, and then last season he had none. Uh, his total uh, pressures were down, which isn't great. Uh, there's going to be a role for a player like this as a gap pl- plugging nose tackle on pretty much any team, especially one who has shown the ability to be effective as a pass rusher, though consistency does matter. Uh, he is trending to be taken uh, in the second round of the NFL draft somewhere. Um, he's got that size and that ability to just be a big body in the middle. Um and teams, especially one like the Chargers, who have really struggled in recent years stopping the run, they're going to take a shot on a guy like this, uh, and he really would be able to open up so much for for the linebackers, especially uh, in a scheme like the Chargers, where um, they play a lot of defensive linemen, um, five defensive linemen primarily with one linebacker that's essentially supposed to be free, and he's going to allow. Um, Uh, our new Vikings linebacker who's uh, Eric Kendricks. He's going to allow Eric Kendricks to be free uh, if the Chargers did decide to go and draft him. Uh, The last player I'm going to talk about, Tuli Tuli Apoloto. Let me try that one again. Tuli Tui Apoloto. I've got him as the 3-4 defensive end. uh, USC kid. uh, Led the nation in sacks last season. Uh, he's a standout edge player for USC who won the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year award, and he was a finalist for the Bednarik Award in 2022. Made 44 tackles, 21 tackles for loss, 12 and a half sacks during the regular season and the conference championship games, uh, with three pass deflections, two forced fumbles. This guy's just constantly around the ball. Uh, his profile is exciting and it's unique. He's a legitimate wild card for the 2023 draft. In the defensive line class, possesses a strong and versatile 6'3", 266-pound frame. Likely going to be heavier uh, during the regular season. I think he cut a lot of weight for the NFL Combine. Uh, He was listed around 290 pounds during the regular season. I think that he could play edge. I think that where he really shines, though, is more as a a 3-4 defensive end, which is why I have him listed on the interior defensive line. But he's definitely somebody who could split out to the edge where he played a lot for the USC defense. Uh, he's a twitched-up rush style, quick first step. Allow you to he allows you to exploit slower blockers and generate energy around the apex with exceptional raw power capacity. Uh, he torques through power extensions. Uh, he wrenches blockers black. He leverages his hips and length into extensions to maximize power output. Uh, he's a he's got formidable ham strength to deconstruct anchors stack and shed and run blocks with violent swims. He's, he needs to strive for more consistent leverage and pad level, but he's shown the ability to have that proper leverage and hand level to to capitalize. Uh, he doesn't have elite blend around the edge and he has enough at his size with ankle flexion, hip flexibility to roll through the apex when he is in space. He's able to, to, cross chop to narrow blockers dips around the edge with flexibility and he uses both inside and outside rip moves uh, the fusing agent of other traits is his bend allowing him to manipulate linemen with initial moves and he pinches tight angles when accelerating into the pocket uh, his best fit is probably going to be as a three four defensive end but he certainly offers quite a bit uh, off the edge especially for somebody like the chargers who may be looking for uh, somebody who's got inside outside flexibility. Uh, Morgan Fox, for instance, played off the edge uh, at times dur- during his uh, time with the Rams under Brandon Staley, but he really kind of fits best as an interior type of piece. And I think Tuli Tulopo, Tuli, Tuli Piloto, uh kind of fits that, that mold of a player that you can have some flexibility with. Uh, he's listed as an edge, um, but ultimately, I guess we're going to see where he ends up really playing at the next level. Um, sorry, I I take that back. He actually finished second in the NCAA in total sacks. Still, I I think that he fits as just outside the first round. Um, I think that there's some technique issues. And I think that he doesn't have a true position, may not be heavy enough to play it as a three, four defensive tackle, um, might be a little too heavy to play on the edge. So, uh, he's kind of a guy that we're going to have to see, um, what ends up happening with him. I'll talk about one more player, Keon White, 3-4 defensive end for Georgia Tech. Uh, Kind of a fringe second to third round, a true day two type of prospect. Um, He actually accepted an invitation to the 2023 NFL draft, which makes me wonder whether or not teams think that he he may be a first round type of draft pick. I don't really see it. Uh, He played previously for Old Dominion for three years. Play tight end during the 2018 season before he ended up switching to defensive end in 2019. Uh, he had a sideline that injured him the first eight games of 2021 still was voted team captain in 2022. Uh, he's athletic. It's really hard to miss. Like he's very, very athletic. He has power to drive back blockers backward um, and he can pressure the quarterback from the interior I have him more as a 3-4 defensive end, but he definitely has a lot of traits to see him on the edge. High motor, uh, flexible, Uh, he's got that hop-off-the-bus type of prospect, able to operate within his hand in the dirt or as a stand-up edge. His technique is somewhat raw, Uh, surrenders the outside versus the run, doesn't always maintain his, his control outside, still has ample room to grow in terms of deconstructing blocks. Uh, and he's got a, a pass rush package that is kind of unrefined. Unique combination of size and athleticism that makes him a really versatile player. His technical skill sets still developing, tends to work inside the block sometimes, surrenders the outside versus the run. Pass rush package, just it needs it needs a lot of work, which is why I don't think that he is a true first-round draft pick. 6'5", 285 pounds, lengthy, uh, big hands, arm length. Uh, he's got it all. Uh, He's still, to me though, he's a developmental player. And I just don't see developmental players uh, being taken in the first round, uh, even if the potential is evident. Uh, And he is kind of new to the position. He didn't, he's not like a true defensive player. Like I said, he played uh, tight end uh, for his first few years uh, in college. But I think versatility is going to be a big draw to a lot of teams. Um, And I think that positionless players have their drawbacks especially when they're not elite in any specific area. However, like his positional versatility, three down skill set, makes him a really, really valuable piece to any team willing to develop that talent, even if it takes two or three years. He's got a high motor. His athleticism is really, really good. And I just think that he's going to be a standout player on the field. I just don't think it's going to be right away, which is why I have that second to third round projection for him. I think teams that have him as a second-round draft pick have more of an identified role for him. Uh, teams that see him more as a third-round draft pick may have questions on where he fits best. There are a couple other players I have not had a chance to, um, to really scout. Kervin Dexter, Florida, has been getting a lot of hype. Uh, there's some big bodies like P.J. Uh, Mustafer from Penn State. Um, it's, it, like I said, it's, it's a really strong class up at the top. Uh, still doing some work on some of these other players. Um, That's all I've got for you guys today. Kind of a short episode, 30 minutes. Um, Be sure to subscribe uh, and leave any kind of comments if you have any questions, would like me to scout anybody. Happy to do that. I still have all of this stuff we're planning on giving away. Still trying to figure it out. I think I'm going to box it up into three different pieces uh, and hand it out during the draft somehow. Um, i did put out something like a retweet get entered in i didn't really get a whole lot of uh, people to um really take a whole lot of interest in this uh there is some good stuff out here um you guys see the darren Sproles jersey there's signed footballs there's a couple other things back there uh I got two weeks to figure it out but we'll go and, and get that going uh Zach should be back fairly soon um he's working he's at, he's got a um He works for uh, a division three baseball um, uh, team and the season just started super busy right now. He will be back uh, and excited to get him back. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe, like, comment, uh, and we'll talk to you guys later.